0: This is The Grid, presented by Victoria College. Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of The Grid. My name is Jeremiah Sosa, the assistant sports editor I'm here joined by Mike Foreman, our sports editor, and Gabe Myers, our sports reporter. Before we get into the podcast, we want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on Facebook, on our Victoria Advocate Facebook page. You can also find us on our Advo Sports Facebook page. And you can find us on Twitter, at Advo Sports. You can also send any comments or questions to sports at vicad.com. All right, guys, we have a state champion. Weimer, they won the Class 2A state championship with a 4-3 to win over Como Picton on Wednesday. Paige Pavlu, a senior catcher, she hit a RBI walk-off single in the bottom of the seventh inning with two outs to win the game. She was named the, the MVP of the game, and it's Weimer's sixth softball state title and their first since 2014. Mike me and you were both there at, in Austin to, to cover that game um you know from your perspective how, how did that game play out and how was Weimer able to claim their their sixth state uh softball title
1: well there are so many layers to that game um obviously leading off leading up to that walk off single I think uh the first thing that should be mentioned is the the job that Reagan Wick did on the mound um she had a hard time, as she said after the game, figuring out the zone and she actually walked uh, three people. One was intentional. but uh, And she gave up eight hits which is not, it's kind of uncharacteristic for her. But what she did do is hang in there. She never, I mean, never gave in and she was able to keep Weimer within reach and that was so important. And then you had some uh, contributions that Probably will go unnoticed because of the way the game played out. But uh, first of all, I think I need to mention Izzy Reeves. I mean, she just finds a way to get on base, and uh, of course, she ended up scoring the uh, winning run. Uh, she got that with a base hit, and then still, uh, and then went second on a wild pitch actually. But uh, she got on base, and then uh, Chloe Grifaldo. That to me, I mean, uh, we talked about this. Uh, at the game, uh, that base hit when she came in as kind of a pinch hitter, uh, that seemed to kind of get Weimer going, and she eventually—well, uh, actually, it wasn't her—they uh, they pinch ran for her, but uh, she, the the runner there ended up scoring what proved to be the tying run. So a lot of it, I I just think, uh, uh, and I thought it was interesting where Coach Roger Moppin said to us afterwards too that. The first three innings, he kind of felt like they were going through the motions, like they weren't playing with real passion. And uh, 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 we noticed that one thing, I think it was, it might have been before the bottom of the third or whenever, that he he had them over in a group before they came up to bat, and it sure looked like, you know, he was reading the riot act to them, and uh, obviously they paid attention to him, and uh, it worked out.
0: And then this is uh, Weimer's third third straight appearance to the state tournament. Uh, they lost the previous two, and you know talking to Coach Moppen after the game, what really set apart this this group from the other groups, uh, he said, was timely hitting. And you just look back at the the, the regional final series against Shiner; uh, they they went down seven to zero in game two, and they were already down one one to zero in the series, so it wasn't looking good for them. They went on to score 13 unanswered runs, and then Hannah Fisbeck in Game Three, she hit a walk-off home run in in the eighth inning to to advance to the state tournament. So, you just look at look at each you know each one of these last series, even in this uh, semifinal game, they they started off the game with timely hits. Uh, of course, Izzy Reeves hit, hit hit a double to to open up the game. So, I think it was really really the hits they they got them when they needed, and of course, Mike said. Uh, uh, you know in, in the 7th inning of this final uh state final game page probably with that big walk off so i think it was really the uh you know timely hitting for Weimer and uh, obviously like mike stated earlier good pitching from wick who who is a colorado state commit um so you know it, good for good for Weimar and good for that that talent's been able to get uh you know the, they've had success in the past with you know five other state titles but uh good for them to get one since 2014.
1: And also, I think we we need to mention that uh, Shiner and Ganado, uh, them coming through that district, I think that really helped them in the playoffs. Because if you looked at some of the scores of the teams they were playing, those teams were just pretty much, you know, blowing out or, you know, not really playing close games. Whereas Weimer, you know, they lost once to Shiner, or actually twice to Shiner, lost once to Ganado. You know, they they had to fight to get there. And uh, I think that really helped them. And uh, they had that confidence, though. I love the uh, quote from Paige Pavlou when I asked her, uh, you know, what were you thinking when uh, they walked Taylor Smith to get to you? And she said, I was thinking they made a mistake. I love that quote. I mean, she had the confidence to think, hey, I'm going to win this game right here. And, of course, she did.
0: All right, that wraps up our softball coverage of the season. Uh, Before we get into baseball, coaches, we want your all-area softball nominations. You can send those to sportsatvicad.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break and hear this commercial from White Trash Services.
2: I'm joined by B.J. Nelson. B.J., White Trash Services, what is it and and, and what do you all do?
3: thank you for asking we gather trash in the counties around the crossroads area we've been in business for eight years and we have dumpster trash can and roll off of companies
2: and you know y'all are y'all are big advocates for for sports throughout the crossroads region just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all all high school sports throughout the victoria area
3: High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football.
2: And how can someone get a hold of white trash services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team?
3: You can give us a call at 361 550 1-8-2-6. one eight two six. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen, so give us a call anytime, eight to five during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things.
2: All right,
0: welcome back. It's time to talk about some baseball now. Uh, we recently had three t- three teams compete in the regional semifinals. Hallettsville versus Corpus Christi, uh, London. The Brahmas they lost five to two against number one ranked London. Mike, you were there. That was a one game series. Uh, obviously a tough matchup for for the Brahmas to go up against a team like you know of that caliber. Uh, how did that that one play out in your eyes?
1: Well, to me the the game comes down to the first inning. Hallettsville uh, uh, comes out, runners on first and third, nobody out. They have Wilson at the plate. I'm thinking, man, Haltsville has a chance here to kind of go ahead and kind of set themselves up. Well, they, they tried double steal and uh, not, and it doesn't work. Obviously, uh, both winners get thrown out. So all of a sudden, you've got Wilson at the plate with two outs and nobody on, and uh, that came back to haunt them because uh, they fell down uh, three to nothing, and uh, they came back to three to two. Uh, before uh, London put him away with two in the seventh. Uh, one, and it was one on a pass ball and one on a bock, which uh, I was told was called because they said that uh, Wilson did not have his foot on the rubber, which uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems a bit strange that that call was made at that time. But anyways, I, I think that first inning was really him. But on the bright side for Altsville, only one senior on that team and uh they're going to be a force to be reckoned with next season
0: another series you covered mike was shiner versus mumford shiner won that that series uh two to zero game one was a four to zero win game two nine to two drew wenski pitcher he just missed out on a no hitter in game two uh mikey has to it has to feel good for for shiner to be able to you know win win that series in in that fashion to be able to move on to the regional final
1: yes they they uh, got great pitching has been it's been the kind of the what's happened all throughout the playoffs they've had great pitching um from ryan peterson drew Winsky, and even uh carson schutte came on to get the last out but um i was actually surprised at that series the way it went because uh last year when uh Shiner and Mumford played. Shiner won in two games, but both games were one-run games and very close. Uh, Shiner was able to get those the early runs in in Peterson's game, and then he basically shut them down. And then in the uh, second game, Shiner had a five-to-nothing lead after the second in, inning, and then that pretty much uh, told the told the deal off. Uh, the other thing that shouldn't be overlooked either—they're uh, playing good defense, which is critical at this time of year. So, uh, and they're getting some key hits. So, uh, and that—that'll be uh, a key as they uh, go up against Johnson City in the uh, regional final series.
0: And Gabe, you were able to see that Johnson City team uh, versus Kennedy last week at the University of Incarnate Word. Johnson City, they. Uh, took game one four to one Kennedy came back and got game two 14 to two but Kennedy uh you know, sh- shut out I mean Johnson City shut out Kennedy in game three with a 10-0 win um Gabe had, had it how was Johnson City able to to you know get that series win over Kennedy
4: well I'll give you two names and it's two names that Mike will become very familiar with over the next couple of days it's McCray Jacobs and Johnny Slowinski. Um, really, all we knew about Johnson City going into their matchup against Kennedy, we knew they had two really good left-handers, and that's McCray Jacobs and Johnny Slowinski, and they lived up to it. And I mean credit to credit to Kennedy because I actually think their pitchers, their top two pitchers, uh, LJ Vadiantes and Ryan Reina, they held their own. Like they they were not overmatched by these guys. But I mean, game one, four to one, it was a pitcher's duel. Johnson City only had three hits. It wasn't like Johnson City exploded on offense, but. Walks here and there, a home run, a triple. They got some runs on the board. Four to one in the final in a game where he only gave up three hits. That was a tough one to lose for Kennedy. And they come out game two. Uh, Johnson City has the luxury of throwing their number three pitcher. Um and he you know, he got shelled, but then they come back game three and a Baylor commit. Johnny Solinsky's on the mound and he looked like a division one, a power five commit. Um he, he that's what that's what he looked like. So I'm very interested to see the Shiner-Johnson City series, how Johnson City approaches it from the pitching matchups. Are you going to throw one of your lefties against Ryan Peterson and just say, hey, we're going to go right at you know that guy with one of our guys? Or are they going to do what they did against Kennedy and when Kennedy threw Rylan Reina their ace in game two after taking game one, do they kind of punt that game in a sense and just say, well, you got to beat one of our two lefties anyway? At every level of baseball even at the big leagues, you have two stud pitchers. If you just win the games, those two guys start, you're going to win the world series. Same in college for the college world series, same in high school for the state championships. So that's, I'm very curious to see what Johnson city's approach is going to be in this series.
1: Yeah. And I, I think a lot of this, um, the one, one thing that Shiner does have is experience at this level. They're going for their third straight state championship appearance. So, uh, These guys are used to performing in pressure situations, and we'll see how Johnson City handles that. Like what, of course, Gabe said, when you've got a good pitcher, that makes it a heck of a lot easier to handle it. But uh, a lot of times these series will come down to one inning, you know, where if a team makes an error or something happens, that's what happened with Shiner Weimer. Uh, Shiner was shut out for six innings and then the seventh – Weimer makes an error to start the inning. Shiner puts down three bunts, and that, that turns into a seven-run inning. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of times, that's what's happened. So I think uh, not only pitching, but I think defense is going to be critical mm-hmm. in this series.
4: Yeah, and even in Game Three, the final ended up being ten to zero. That game starts out. Second batter of the game hits a triple. Um, or it was back to back. It was back to back triples. The second and third batters of the game, and all of a sudden. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Kennedy's down one to nothing, and Daniel Peña was on the mound. He actually pitched pretty well through five innings, but once you're down one to nothing, and Slowinski was dealing, they missed a couple opportunities, or they got some guys on base, they got weak hits, they got some walks to put runners in scoring position, but they could never get the barrel on the ball and get that one big hit. And I know... For Kennedy, they felt like after they allowed that one run in the in the top of the first, it's like we just got to be perfect now the rest of the game. And I think that wears on a team. So you mentioned Shiner's experience. If that were to happen, where you know back to back extra base hits, you're down one nothing, two nothing, first second inning of the game. That experience will probably help Shiner not you know not get phased in those moments and realize, hey, we still got five six innings to go here.
0: And that China versus Johnson City regional final best of three series kicks off on Thursday at 7 p.m. Mike, you're going to be there covering that, so we'll have uh, you know coverage on avidosports.com. Game two is 5 p.m. Friday, and game three, if needed, will be following game two. And all of the games are going to be played at Marion High School. Right, we're going to take one quick break and hear this commercial from Thriving Financial.
2: Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid, Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrick works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning.
0: All right, welcome back to the grid. Uh, now that we're you know getting moving back into summer, uh, we're getting some seven on seven football leagues that are starting up. Victoria West—they're uh, going to be in a league with Goliad Industrial and Carn City. Their first game is June sixth, and then they also uh, will play on June thirteenth. Gabe, you're going to be the, out there on June sixth. Obviously, West has uh, you know West has a few key positions that they're going to be uh, you know keeping an eye on um you know what do you think that that you know the west coaching coaching staff is hoping to see out of this um you know out of their team on june 6th
4: yeah well i mean you get the seven on seven it's a skill position guys and camden Rappers back montgomery's back at running back and not a lot of your receivers are back deandre fillmore since graduated so you're you're I imagine Courtney Boyce, Coach Boyce, is going to be looking at the receiving group. Who's going to step up? We saw Genesis Jeffries have an outstanding game in the uh, in the spring game. Does he continue that momentum? He's on the captains' council, so he's someone they think very highly of within that program. So, does he continue his momentum? Do other guys step up? And then also, uh, along with receivers, cornerbacks, def- defensive backs, who's going to be who's going to be the guy in in the defensive backfield that? assumes uh, you know the number 1 cornerback role in there so that that's what i'm looking for cuz i think you know quarterback running back are not I mean, barring any injury those are not questions for Victoria West it is going to be the wide receivers it is going to be the cornerbacks and that was even when I went to practices the cornerback battles were probably the most intriguing thing to watch because it's the same kids playing receiver and cornerback oftentimes so they're getting chances to go back and forth and go at each other and it's getting competitive and it's getting heated so now to see them against other teams against somebody else I'm curious to see how those young players step up to that challenge
0: and then when you look at the other teams that are com- going to be competing, you got Goliad, uh, Industrial, and Carn City. Obviously, Industrial had a pretty uh, you know decent season last year, going deep into the playoffs. They do lose a key key receiver and defensive player in uh, Clarence Hosey. Mike, what do you think? Uh, you know these other teams can learn about uh, you know about themselves and you know especially with these uh, you know key positions that that they need to fill. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, Golad, for instance, they'll they're gonna have a new quarterback, I believe. Uh so uh they'll uh they'll be looking at that, I'm sure. They they had a lot of success last year. Um they had uh of course lost JP Reyes, but um they have quite a few guys returning. They have some speed too. So uh they they'd like to get in there with industrial and uh Edna to the place where they compete for that uh, district title. I think uh, looking at it, you have to say Edna is the favorite. Industrial should also be good. And then Carn City has a new head coach. So this will be a chance for him to get a look at uh, his personnel uh, and see what he's got as he uh, goes into the uh, goes into his first season.
0: And the Victoria East, they're going to be starting up on June 12th. Uh, they also play on the 19th and the 26th. The teams in that league is going to be El Campo, Calhoun, and Edna. I think really for e- Victoria East, what you're going to be looking at is the quarterback position. Obviously, losing Jaden Williams, uh, you know, this past year, they have uh, you know Landon Partida and Cason Coley right now as the, the you know the two favorites to you know take that spot. Both of them, they you know they had their their moments in the spring game. Um, there was also a few moments that they, you know, Coach Charlie Reeves said that they. Looking back on the tape, I think they'll wish they had back. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at the seven on seven, it just gives you time to be able to get comfortable with your receivers. Uh, they have some good receivers in Nigel Prater and Bryson Ortega. So, I think uh, I think this is going to be a time where the quarterbacks can really grow and you know be able to carry some momentum into the summer practices, uh, you know, ahead of the season. And looking at the other teams, of course, El Campo they. They're going to, uh, you know, be losing Reuben Owens to to Texas A&M, uh, Calhoun and Edna, the other teams. Mike, what what's, uh, you know, kind of similar question to earlier, What's what do you think these teams are going to be looking for out of, uh, you know, the seven-on-seven seven games?
1: Well, I know, of course, we talked about this, that Travis Reeve has taken over at El Campo, and he does like to throw the football. And he uh, I guess he's still sticking with Oliver Miles, the quarterback, just an outstanding athlete. I'm sure he wants to look at him uh throw the football, you know, get some timing with his receivers down. So when they do kind of move into a different kind of offense, they've got some experience doing that. As far as Edna, um, I I watched them against uh at 7 on 7 when they played at Tidehaven uh of course uh Clay um Jaden Clay, this will be his fourth season as a starter. So uh I think Edna's pretty much set there. They know pretty. They know a lot of what they're going to do. Of course, in seven on seven, Clay can't use his feet, and that'll you know that's obvious. And then Calhoun, I always get a kick out of watching them in seven on seven because we all know that if Calhoun throws the ball five times, that's a lot. So I always kid uh, Richard Whitaker about that. I said, "Hey man, we got a new Air Whitaker coming this year," and he uh, you know he laughs about that. But it's a good it's good for them, um, especially their DBs, because uh, they they do face teams that throw the football, and when you're not practicing that, although they I've watched them in practice, they do practice throwing. But it's good to get live and get in a situation where you have to cover, because um, in seven on seven, well, we'll see how lenient the officials are. But technically, there's no bumping there. So, I mean, you basically do have to cover if you're a DB, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm curious to see what Calhoun uh, decides to do at quarterback too.
0: Yeah, I think last year towards the end of the season, they were going with uh, Alex Parker. Uh, They started with a different guy, but um, I think he's going to be returning this year. So it would be interesting to see um, who's going to be leading that run-heavy offense. All right, that's going to do it from this uh, episode of The Grid. But before we go, we want to ask uh, softball and baseball coaches once again to send your all-area teams to sports at VicAd.com so we can get those situated. All right, from me, Mike, and Gabe, we appreciate you guys for listening, and you can catch us here again next week.